She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power with it. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to A Monday Love Punch. So I shared on Friday that I was going to do today's Monday Love Punch about inner child. So I'm asked a lot about inner child work, and to be completely honest, it's... um, doing the inner child work, doing any form of shadow work for anyone um, is a complete and utter game changer. When I did my own inner child work, um, it was so transformational. And for those of you who tuned into season one of the She Loves Herself podcast, you may have listened to the Wednesday episodes when I was coaching Dee Jodell live. Dee was so brave. She allowed me to coach her um, and allowed everyone to really follow her journey of being coached by me. And in episode one of Dee's journey, we went straight into to do inner child work. I am very, very passionate about this because I get that everyone wants the transformation. Everyone wants to go straight to the honeypot, right? And wants all the good stuff. And you'll have probably heard me using this expression before. It's like sprinkling unicorn glitter over shit, right? Because underneath there is trauma. And now there's different levels of trauma with people, but it's trauma nonetheless, you know? So I always say to, to clients that work with me, yeah, we can we can work on your goals. We can definitely manifest all these amazing things. But first, we need to really explore parts of you that are holding you back right now. You know, parts of inner child work that need to be explored, parts of the shadow work. And whether that's through doing um, a mix of inner child and a mix of shadow work and some somatic um healing that takes place um but we do when we want to really be free of those limiting beliefs that inner critic we you know so many people will say you I've got this this fear and I can't really achieve these things I struggle I I attract the same toxic people in my life um I don't have enough self-worth I don't believe I'm good enough um Almost always this comes down to inner child trauma and healing that needs to take place. So if you are someone who has these feelings, then please don't, you know, don't judge yourself for it. You know, we're all the same. I've yet to meet someone that's not had to experience some inner child work, you know, someone in the personal development world or someone that's really achieving amazing things right now in the personal development world that's not had to do um, shadow work and inner child work. It's the part that we ignore though, because as children and when we are born, we are born just pure consciousness. We have no limits. We have no limiting beliefs. They just don't exist. And when you look at children, um, like really young children, they're, you know, they fall down when they're trying to walk, they fall down, but they keep, you know, they get back up again, they keep going, they never give up. Um, They keep going. And when you also see children that are just dancing and carefree, 
And here's the thing, right? You're like, oh my God, you know, they don't, they don't care what people think. They're so carefree. That was you, by the way. That was me. <laughs> that was all of us. We, we were all like that. But somewhere along the line, and it's usually around the age of six or seven, we start to take on our parents' beliefs, our parents' stories. And, and this isn't about blaming parents. This isn't about saying, oh, you know, they got it wrong. They've messed up my life. My life is shit. I'm the way I am because of my mom or because of my dad or that teacher or that grandparent. The thing is, a lot of the time they were only doing what they were taught to do because when they were born, they were born innocence, you know, pure, pure innocence and consciousness as well. And they learned from their parents and their parents learned from their parents. And we, I don't know if anyone has ever read the book, The Four Agreements. If you haven't read The Four Agreements, read it. It's a short book and it really talks about this, how we take on the roles and we, have you ever said to yourself like, oh my God, I'm turning into my mother or my God, I'm just turning into my dad. We start to mirror them, right? We start to mirror them because when we're little, we don't mirror, you know, when we're really little, we don't come in and we we start to mirror our parents it's what we learn it's learned behavior and sometimes as children we're told you know be quiet you know speak when you're spoken to don't behave like that you know say thank you give that person a hug and and as a child you're like I don't want to do that but I better do it because I'm not a good girl or I'm not a good boy if I don't do as I'm told do as you're told do as you're told and even as children when when you fall over, you think about even as if you're a baby, you're shushed, you know, you're crying. And it comes from a place of love, right? The mother's like, shh, 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 shh. don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. It's not the mum's fault, right? The mum doesn't want the baby to cry. It doesn't want the baby to be in pain. So it's like, shh, shh, shh. but that child learns at an early age, okay, I've not to cry. This mustn't be a good thing. So the child begins to suppress the emotion really early on. And here's the thing, right? I, I've been doing this work for a few years now and I parent my kids different to what I did a few years ago. But my child fell about, God, I remember this was about a year ago and he tripped up and he fell and he skinned his knees. And oh, you know, as a mum, it's like, oh God, you feel that emotion for them. But what, I did, my initial reaction was right, oh, up you get, come on, don't cry, you're all right, you're all right, be brave. And I caught myself saying it and I thought that's, a number one, that's a habit. And number two, I thought, oh my God, I've actually, he is like trying to hold his emotion in and not cry because he thinks it's brave not to cry. I better not cry because I'm not brave if I cry. Now, I caught myself really quickly before the words even properly came out, but I noticed that 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 was a habit for me, and it got me really thinking um, about how I've saw it in so many people and how it was taught to me as well. And again, this isn't about blaming parents or blaming anyone, but here's the thing: when we have awareness around this, right? where we've suppressed an emotion, where we've learned to be a good girl or a good boy and do as we are told, we start to realise that we've held so much back 
in terms of emotion. Like we have suppressed so much emotion because we didn't want to disappoint our parents or we didn't want to be different or be known as being naughty or not brave or not good. So we learned from the age of, you know, five, six, seven, you know, to, to completely suppress emotion. And here's the, the thing, when we suppress emotion, it has absolutely nowhere to go. It gets stored and stuck, like literally stuck in our bodies. Our body keeps the score of every piece of trauma and every emotion. When you think of animals in the wild, when an animal has a traumatic experience, it shakes or it uses sound to release it from its body. A really simple example of this is a dog. You know, when a dog experiences something, it shakes, it has a little shake, it shakes its body and then it shakes off the energy, that that energy, because it's all energy, right? It shakes it off and it releases it from its body. I notice it with my dog, he absolutely hates the car. So anytime he comes out of the car, he has a shake, he shakes that traumatic experience that he's just had been in the car off. So it's left his body, so it doesn't keep it. As humans, we don't do that. Now, we're probably the only species that doesn't do it. Instead, we keep it in our bodies. We try and bury it. And in the past, many of us have used this as a um, as a patch of honour, you know, like... Oh, I'm, I just lock it away. I put it to the back of my mind. We've been told, put it to the back of your mind. Just forget about it. You can't change it. Or So we don't actually know how to release it from our bodies. And when it gets to a point where it's so bad, it can make us sick, like physical disease in our body because we haven't released that traumatic experience from our body and therefore it, it gets stored in our body. It gets locked in our body. It can make us really ill. It can impact our relationships with people. So I'm not even just talking about the limiting beliefs that you have that you can or you can't do something that you're not confident enough, you're not brave enough. I mean, literally, it can cause physical disease in your body. And this is why for me, doing inner child work and shadow work is so important. And I think everyone should be doing this level of work but the thing is people don't know how so I guess for me the really a really simple way of beginning to do shadow work or inner child work is um to close your eyes in and in, in, in like a meditative state almost and begin to turn the volume down on the mind so turn the switch off because the mind's going to try and control things the mind wants to keep you safe. So when you do this level of work, it can trigger an emotion in you. The mind wants to to run away from that emotion. So it's doing its job, but we want to give the mind, you know, a bit of time off when we're doing this and go into the body and start to really feel and tune into any energy in your body. 
another good way of taking you into an experience is thinking of yourself as a child. So really visualizing yourself as maybe a five, six, seven year old girl or boy or whoever it is to really visualize you, visualize your face, visualize your skin, visualize your hair, visualize your hands, your arms, your clothes, something that you would maybe be wearing. Visualize like your mouth, literally your teeth. And and what that should do is trigger a response in you that goes into that space of holding space for a child. Because often we can't do it as an adult. We don't get there as an adult because we're a lot harder on ourselves. We've had a lot of experiences and emotions that have taken us away from that. But a great way to take you there is to to invite the child in, because most of the time we won't we wouldn't reject a child. We wouldn't speak to a child if our child came to us with um, any any sort of fears or upset. We wouldn't reject them the way we reject ourselves as an adult. So bring in that vision of you as a child in. I actually have a picture of me as a three-year-old on my phone as a screensaver to help me really connect to myself as a child. Um, So yeah, bring that image in and just really visualize every part of you as a child. And emotion usually starts to stir up. Um, Asking the child, what do you need? And just waiting for any answer to come. And usually an answer will come. Um, There may be a memory, there may be an experience that comes up and it allows you just to feel because that's what we've never really done. We've never really, really felt the feelings or held the space for the child because the programs have, have basically told us that you know, the child doesn't know, we know better, adults know better. What did you like to do as a child? You know, what was your favourite thing to do? Was it dancing? Was it playing outside? Was it climbing trees? And just experience that, like witness you as a child, hold space for five or 10 minutes just to allow your inner child, you as that child, to have fun, to communicate with you, to chat to them, to play with them. And just really feel that, you know, feel into that. It's a beautiful space to be. Now, there is so much more to inner child work, right? But in terms of, you know, healing and in terms of listening and speaking to your inner child, but a great way to begin is is that exercise of just going in and visualizing yourself, you know, fully clothed in what you're wearing or you know climbing that tree and dancing and singing or whatever and just play with your inner child just go there with him or her and talk to them and ask them what they need now we don't want the inner child running the show right because we'd probably get nothing done in a day and it would be a bit chaotic but it's important to go in and explore that part and build that trust up Now, for some of you, if you do this exercise, there might be a lot of emotion that comes up and I would invite you just to sit with the emotion because here's the thing, we've ignored the emotions for so long. And whilst 
our parents in the main did what's best for us. They put their programmes onto us and their parents put their programmes onto them and it's come down all the generations. You still have the opportunity to clear up your shit. And actually, it's your responsibility. So things may have happened to you that you're holding on to. Um, and we can purge that out of the body. We can, you know, shake like the animal does. We can move it through our body. That's maybe another episode that I can talk about um, ways of healing trauma. But for now, I invite you just to get playful with him or her and get your journal out, write down what's come up for you, feel any emotion that comes up and just know that any emotion that comes up is just energy in motion. Um, you're not manifesting, you're not creating something that isn't there already. You're just simply holding space for your inner child to feel and to communicate and to be listened to. It's really important that we do this work if we want to have transformations in our life especially if you're in the personal development world and you're on that journey and you're curious as to why you feel the way you feel almost always it comes down to not being listened to not being seen not being heard and that's how we often show up in our lives as adults so when we get to the root of where it came from then we can start to do work on that and we can start to really transform and live that life of freedom without limits, without limitations. So I hope this was helpful. I understand this episode's a little bit longer than my typical 10 minutes, but it's not easy to explain in our child and give you some you know, tools and techniques to use um, in just 10 minutes. Um, if you like this episode, please share please let me know and we can certainly look at exploring a little bit more around healing any form of trauma so that you can start to purge out the old, release the old stagnant stuck energy and start to bring in the new because we all love like the affirmations, right? But if we're just saying affirmations, it's not landing and it's maybe not landing because those core subconscious beliefs are the absolute opposite of it. So it takes you 10 times longer to get there if you're just doing the affirmations. You need to actually get to the root of why you don't believe those things about yourself because you are incredible and actually you can create anything that you want, but you know, you need to do the work, the, the deeper work to identify where those limiting beliefs came from. And once you do, we can shine some light on it and really start to live much freer and happier lives. Thank you so much, everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Go and embrace your inner child, bring them out to play and have lots of fun. 